This is Volusia Today, a public information radio program brought to you by the County of Volusia. Here is your host, Kevin Captain. Good morning and welcome to Volusia Today. I'm Kevin Captain with the County's Community Int- Information Division. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Volusia Today is made possible by our sponsors, the Daytona Beach International Airport, the Ocean Center, Volusia Recycles, and Votran Public Transportation. Today I'm joined by Community Information's Heather Belden. She's a Marketing Specialist and Public Information Officer. Heather, good morning. What's uh, new and exciting? Good morning. Not too much. You know, getting ready for the end of spring beginning of summer outside a lot going to the beach hanging out at the pool the best time of the year i don't know about you but i was in my backyard recently and i've got a mosquito problem i think in my yard who should i call well i know one person (laughs) for sure and that is miranda tressler and uh, we're a little lucky. Yes, she's here today. She she's the today. environmental program manager, also activity project manager, probably a lot of other titles at Mosquito Control. But good morning, Miranda. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Kevin and Heather. Thank you for having me on the show today. I'm super excited to give you the buzz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the buzz, you brought some friends with you. They're here in the studio. They're thankfully caged. Uh, Tell us about what you what you brought. So I brought some 80s albopictus mosquitoes. Now, what's important about these mosquitoes and why I brought them to you is you've noticed the rain is here. Um, we're starting to see some of those more frequent showers coming in. And now is the time where mosquito season is starting and we need people to be a little bit more vigilant about looking around their yards for small amounts of water in various containers, potted plants, kids toys, clogged gutters, um, just anything that may be laying around your yard, buckets, tarps. These mosquitoes love small amounts of water in containers around your home. And it's easy enough to get rid of them by emptying that water at least once a week, dumping it on the ground, and breaking that life cycle. I had a pair of Crocs that I cleaned and they were sitting, you know, right side up and I I, I saw a little bit of water in them and I said, (laughs) I need to dump these or Miranda would have something to say to me. And my husband flipped them back over and I'm like, no, we cannot be collecting water. It's so funny is, you know, we've had Miranda on the show and, and Marcus, the director of mosquito control. And whenever I walk around my yard on the weekend and I see like buckets upside down and little pots of water, you know, everywhere, I thought, Miranda would just, she'd kill me if she saw my yard. (laughs) You'd be really surprised the things that we find mosquitoes living in. They get really creative. And also with us being on like a beach coastal area, those big conch shells that people like to have in their yards, those will actually fill up with water and breed mosquitoes too. It's just amazing how creative the mosquitoes get finding those small amounts of water. And I've got a lot of those uh, vermiliad Vermiliad. uh, vermiliad, uh, plants. They're, They're cool plants, but they, they harbor water. People love their bromeliads, and we don't want to discourage people from having them. You just need to pay attention and know that they can produce biting mosquitoes that'll live right outside your door. You'll open your door, head to your car, and they'll come right out of the plant, come bite you, and then go back to their nice little home in their plant. So the ones that you brought in today in the studio, because I remember in the, in the previous shows, you've said that there's like 30-some different species that uh, live in Felucia County. The, the ones you have today, are they the salt marsh ones, the ones that you're fighting right now? These mosquitoes that I have in the studio are container mosquitoes. Um, so 
we do a lot of work with container mosquitoes that we find around people's homes. We do a lot of education going out in the community, showing people what in their yards can actually produce these types of mosquitoes. But salt marsh mosquitoes are just as important, and uh, they also draw a little bit more attention themselves just with how aggressive they are. So you said you had some mosquitoes up in your yard. Yes. Right now, we're experiencing a little bit of a salt marsh hatch off. So we have some very aggressive biting salt marsh mosquitoes up in uh, the northern Volusia County area in the Ormond Beach, Tomoka State Park area, and then also we have some salt marsh coming out in uh, Ponce Inlet area and then that Oak Hill Edgewater area there's some salt marsh coming out of Canaveral National Seashore. Oh, I can tell <laughs> they're out. <laughs> so the ones you have here in studio are a little smaller. Um, for the longest time I thought the really big ones were these like big mosquitoes but then I saw on your Facebook that those are crane flies. Can you tell us a little bit more about crane flies and like how that has anything to do with mosquito control or not? Yeah, so we'll get requests of people that have um, a mosquito problem and we go out and investigate it. We plan all of our treatments based off of the data from the field. So we want to know, is it a mosquito problem or is it another insect? Um, we don't treat for other insects and we often get calls about these giant flying mosquitoes that are bouncing off the walls in people's houses. And these giant mosquitoes are actually crane flies. They don't bite. Um, they don't hurt you, they can't sting or anything, but they are attracted to light. And you'll see them um, on your door when you walk up to your front door, they're usually um, bopping around the walls and the light at the doorway and they'll get in your house and they kind of just bounce off of everything. They're a little goofy when they fly. I have really long legs. Um, if you look on our social media, you'll see there's a picture of me holding one of my hands and the legs are actually spanning the size of my palm. That's how big it is, but they're completely harmless. Um, there is another rumor going around that they're called mosquito hawks and they eat mosquitoes that's not true also um, they're really harmless and we don't do any treatments for them so if you do see them bopping around your house or flying around the walls hitting the lights um, you can catch them throw them back outside they're they're not gonna hurt anything it's like those bugs that come out of that movie with Robin Williams uh, the, the great big ones <laughs> <laughs> so um, go for yeah, it back in February we had tire amnesty day and you talked talked just now about how water collects in all these different places and we know now that tires are definitely one of them um, there is another one coming up so let's talk a little bit about the success of the last one why it's important to have them and uh, what we have going on moving forward yeah so we are very fortunate um, as an integrated pest management program we do a lot of source reduction techniques so we're trying to reduce mosquito habitats and we host these tire collection days to reduce um, potential mosquito breeding areas in the communities collect waste tires and dispose of them for people we get money from the Florida Department of Environment protection to dispose of these tires and host these community events so people have tires in their yard for various reasons and they might not be able to pay to get rid of them or they might not be aware of the ways that they can dispose of them for free or low cost so we'll host community events for people to bring up to 20 tires a household to us and drop them off for free and we handle the disposal of those tires um, so in February we had a successful tire amnesty event uh, reducing about 1100 tires from wow. the community which is just it's amazing for reducing mosquito production. Um, we have teamed up with our friends at the Volusia County Health Department in Daytona Beach, and we're going to be hosting a tire day at their facility. It's going to be Friday, May 19th from 7 a.m. to noon, and it's going to be the same setup as our previous tire days. It's a drive through setup where you come, bring your tires, we'll help you unload them into the dumpsters, and we'll handle the disposal costs for you. And there is more information and a Facebook event page where you can um, see the additional 
information and share it with all your friends on our social media pages. And you said up to 20 tires? Up to 20 tires per, per household. Wow. And it is not uncommon for people to show up with uh, truck beds full of tires, uh, dump trailers full of tires. Um, people put tires in their vehicles to get them to us. However you, whatever means you have to bring us the tires, we will take them and get them disposed of properly. But with that many, it's probably just... Uh, homeowners or, or households, not businesses. We only take um, residential tires. We do not take tires from commercial businesses. And then we had some questions last time. What kind of tires? Golf cart, bike, with the rim, without the rim? <laughs> any any kind of tires, rim or no rim, um, we get all kinds. We get everything from bicycle tires, lawnmower tires, four-wheeler tires. Um, we've gotten some tractor tires just regular truck tires we get everything they all have the ability to breed mosquitoes when they hold water that's awesome amazing yeah that's and that's friday uh may 19th you said yeah and it's going to be at the volusia county health department at 1845 wholesome back drive in daytona beach again um, check out our facebook page for the full event page and uh, definitely share it with your friends your neighbors relatives anybody you know who might have some tires stacked upside their house hiding in the backyard underneath the tarp collecting water, breeding these <laughs> 80s albopictus mosquitoes I have next to me who love tires. Fascinating. All right, bring your tires Friday, May 19th. With We're talking with uh, Miranda Tressler. She's the Environmental Program Manager with Volusia County's Mosquito Control Division. We'll take a quick break and come back and maybe talk a little bit about the most effective repellents. Stay with us. After recent heavy rains, mosquitoes are on the move. Did you know that if a container can retain water, a mosquito can lay eggs in it? A small amount of water can lead to big problems. Take a walk around your property and tip and toss any standing water. Be a buzzkill. Put a stop to mosquitoes. Mosquitoes will bite day and night, so protect yourself with these tips. Keep mosquitoes outside by shutting doors and covering windows with screens. Use EPA-approved insect repellents anytime you're outdoors. Cover your skin with long sleeves and pants. Mosquitoes lay their eggs in water. Just a bottle cap of water is all they need. So drain, refresh, or cover anything around buildings that can hold water at least weekly and put away outside items that aren't being used. A message from the Florida Department of Health. We're back. I'm Heather Belden, along with Kevin Captain, and you're listening to Volusia Today, a public information program brought to you by the County of Volusia. And um, we actually, during the break, we figured it out. It was Jumanji. Oh, that's it. That's it. I couldn't think of the name. It, we, nobody wants to see a mosquito coming out of the Jumanji movie. Absolutely not. <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, mosquitoes and my wife always uses this like scented repellent and I don't really like putting any of that stuff on me. And I once heard that you could use dryer sheets, like bounce sheets. Is that uh, true or is that like an old wives tale? So we recommend that you use EPA approved repellents and follow the label directions. Uh, we also have a search tool on our website that links you to the EPA site where you can enter some information about um, what kind of repellents you're interested in or what you're using it for, and it'll help you find the right repellent for you. Um, there are a variety of things out there, old wives tales of what works and what doesn't work. Um, but the safest bet is to use an EPA-approved repellent because it's been tested for safety and for effectiveness to make sure you're not wasting your money on something that's not working. Good standard answer. What about right? for our kids? Do they have ones that are EPA-approved for children? Yeah, so that's where that label directions really comes in. Um, so when you read the directions, it'll tell you what types of products can be used on what ages, um, how much you should apply, where, should, where you should apply it, how often you should reapply it. Um, make sure you're looking at those directions because some 
some of them can be used on younger children and some of them are used on um, different ages and up what about those uh like incense type sticks that you see that you know down the repellent aisle they've got all these other different products they've got like yard sprays and like citronella candles yeah yeah that stuff you know what do you does that stuff work there's a lot of products out there um there's various results and effectiveness of how some of them work. We really recommend um, those EPA approved repellents and also uh, thermocells. Those work really good. If you're gonna be sitting in one area, you can have a thermocell and it kind of creates a barrier around you for flying mosquitoes in your neighborhood. we do recommend some types of like barrier sprays if you want to do do it yourself, pest control. Um, just please read the directions and apply it according to directions and make sure that you're um, following all of those protocols. But you can also call us if you're experiencing a mosquito problem. Um, you can call us. You can go online to our website, volusia.org mosquito, enter an online request, and we'll come out and check it out and see what's going on and try to figure out the best way to treat the problem. I don't know if I should ever come out or not to my house. <laughs> but, you know, uh, speaking of the repellents, because I don't like to use them, and, and sometimes maybe you might just use, like, something that's long sleep, but I... I think it's the salt marsh ones up by my house. They they go right through your clothes and your and your shirts. Is it, do you spray? Can you just spray this stuff on your clothes? Some repellents you can apply to your clothing, and then some of it you apply to your skin. So it just depends on the product that you're choosing. But yeah, we do recommend in some of those areas when you're going to be outside, long sleeves and long pants. It helps cover your skin and prevent some of those bites. Um, but yeah, those salt marsh mosquitoes up right now. We have some salt marsh coming out in Ormond and then down in uh, Pond Inlet and then Oak Hill Edgewater area. They're very aggressive. They will bite through your clothes. They will find you. So they actually sense like your body heat your breath um, if you're outside sweating you're nice and warm they're going to come get a blood meal from you and it's only those female mosquitoes that bite only the females bite heather they smell that beef brisket <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it what about like planting anything natural i've heard of like herbs you could plant that might keep them away is there any truth to that so not necessarily. Um, one of the repellents does have active ingredient um, oil of lemon eucalyptus, but that's a processed oil. So some of those plants, in order to get them to work, you would probably have to like crush them up and get the oils out and then rub the oil over you. The plant just sitting itself is not providing any protection. You got to really have it on you. Yeah. yeah. You know, you talk a lot about uh, integrated pest management uh, system. And, and so obviously that sounds like it involves multiple uh, different efforts. I mean, can you talk a little bit about in general what what are all what's all included in that integrated pest management program from the county? Yeah, so I love to tell people that we are an integrated pest management program and we're using all of the tools in our toolbox. And what that means is we're not just a spray truck. Um, we're not just out there spraying wherever we want, whenever we want. It's actually a pretty complex system where we're out in the community, we're conducting surveillance, we're monitoring mosquito populations, how many mosquitoes, what kinds of mosquitoes, where are they, are they trending up, are they trending down, um, and then we're targeting them at all stages in their life cycle so we're doing source reduction we're removing mosquito habitats like tires hosting tire amnesty events we're out there um, emptying containers or teaching homeowners how to empty their containers we're out there doing things called larviciding where we're treating the baby mosquitoes like these ones i brought in the studio we're applying um, products directly to the water so these larvae are dying before they even make it to adults so there's a lot of steps that are involved before we even make it to the trucks that you guys see out spraying night in the neighborhood I think my most favorite one after doing Mosquito Control 101 with you, I've been out to the 
the center and obviously having you here in studio is the chickens. I just love the whole story of the chickens and what they do. So can you share a little bit more uh, about chickens and how they work with what you do? Yeah, so Mosquito Control has 125 chickens that actually work for us. Dedicated employees, they are. Um, <laughs> Dedicated. We, we have uh, 12 Sentinel chicken coops. There's six on the east side and six on the west side. And so these chickens are sentinels. They're out there. They get bit by mosquitoes. And if a mosquito that's carrying um, a disease like West Nile virus, Eastern Equine Encephalitis, or St. Louis Encephalitis, bites one of those chickens, the chickens develop antibodies to it. They don't get sick. We collect blood samples weekly from the chickens and the state department of health lab tests those blood samples and looks for antibodies so these chickens um, they don't get sick they tell us where these diseases are trending and then we can plan our operations to target those areas where we see disease moving um, to help protect the human and uh, animal populations in the area so they're a great tool for us and they only work for one year or less and they're retired so we just recently retired all of our birds from last year and then we have a local farmer who raises the chickens for us and delivers them and he just delivered our new flock so our new young birds are getting established out in the community and just started their career with us and they'll be with us for about the next year what a plan such a job work a year and we retire where do they go after they retire we have um co-workers that take them home to be backyard chickens uh, we also have um some people on the community that take them to be backyard chickens we have uh, contacts with a couple local farms that'll take them um, but it's perfectly safe to eat the eggs they lay very um um, healthy amounts of eggs throughout the season so one of our sayings at mosquito control is uh, that's one of the benefits is that you get free eggs <laughs> that's so funny hey, and they're expensive right now so they are they are a good benefit so if a if a chicken gets bit by a mosquito that was positive for let's say i can't say some of those other ones but how about st louis encephalitis it, they don't get sick from it. They, they, they don't get do they? sick. They just develop the antibodies that we can um, see by testing their blood. And they also can't spread it to anything. They don't produce enough viremia in their blood to give it to other mosquitoes, and they can't spread it to other birds. Which is why you use the chickens. Wow, that's amazing. I love yeah. it. And when you were talking about spraying before, oftentimes we'll get questions from residents where they'll call in and they'll say, hey, I don't want my yard sprayed with, uh, you know, mosquito spray or repellent or whatever. But it's really not that easy, is it, to just like remove someone from your route because it's a public health concern. Yeah, so we are um, protecting the public health for both the residents and the tourists of Volusia County. We do not have a no spray list, but we do have a notification system. Um, we recently just got signed up on Everbridge, so we can send out automated alerts. You can sign up on our website to receive these alerts if we're doing a treatment in your area. And the cool thing about Everbridge is that you can get a text, you can get a phone call, you can get an email, you can get all of them if you want. And um, when we're planning those treatments, which happens every day, we're looking at all the data, so we're not spraying on a schedule. Schedule. We don't spray this street every Tuesday. It's based on the information in the field. There's mosquitoes in this area. It's reached a level where we need to send the truck to try to knock down these populations. It's all results and, mm -hmm. and scientifically driven. It's yeah, not so, just, I'm going to do uh, Port Orange today. It's, yes. It doesn't work that way. Yep. So there's a lot of information that goes into it before we can make those just treatment decisions. And then uh, that happens every day. So usually by uh, early afternoon time, all of those tr operations are finalized. And we'll send out our Everbridge notifications. And we'll also post it on our Twitter page to uh, where we're going to be treating that night. I love it. Yeah, and I've got a couple of friends that uh, I used to work with that have started a hobby in uh, keeping bees. And, and every now and then I get a little bottle of honey and it's super cool. But um, that's a common question that also comes up. Does the mosquito spray affect bees? 
So no, we love bees. Um, we actually have some employees who have been beekeepers in the past or worked for uh, apiary divisions where they've done bee inspections. Um, Mosquito Control is full of a bunch of insect nerds um, <laughs> who like to go around, collect insects, who bring them insects. into the studio. And <laughs> <laughs> so bees are really important. And bees are actually, um, the European honeybees are actually livestock in the way that they're regulated through FDACs. Um, but our operations are larvaciding operations where we're targeting these babies baby mosquitoes, the products that we're putting into the water do not harm the bees if the bees are out there collecting that water. And then the spraying that we do at nighttime, we do it at nighttime because those bees are sleeping in their hives safe and they're not out and about actively foraging when those treatments are conducted. So our products are designed to break down very quickly in the environment so they're not persisting um, the next day when the bees are out um, to out there foraging so we don't we don't want to hurt bees we love bees um, we do encourage beekeepers to sign up for our notifications if they want to know where we're out and about and where we're treating um, we also have a public map on our website volusia.org mosquito where you can see the areas that we're going to be treating or when we've treated them on the map it's kind of like a um, big google earth map where you can scroll in and out see the polys see where you live look at the different areas that have been treated can you tell it, what you're treating for in your area? Like, can I see if there is an, an outbreak of West Nile in my area by those maps? No, it won't show any information, but there is um, publicly available information that Florida Department of Health puts out. So weekly they put out um, what counties are experiencing what things. It's actually kind of cool. You can get to it on the DOH website, but it'll show you like where the positive horses are, where the positive chickens are, what counties are under mosquito-borne illness alerts or advisories, um, and that goes out weekly. And it'll also show some information about like imported cases like dengue, chikungunya, Zika. Right. Because you often talk about that the Department of Health is who is dealing with the diseases and you all deal with just the mosquito treatment. Yeah, we just deal with the mosquitoes. Department of Health handles the human and animal portion. So um, we communicate with each other on a regular basis, sharing information about what's going on to keep each other in the loop and make sure we're responding where we need to. And that's why they're such a great partner for Tire Amnesty Day. It, it is, and it, they're helping make uh, Volusia County a, a more enjoyable place to live outside without getting bit. And it is the perfect place to be outside. It is. We're talking with Miranda Tressler. She's the Environmental Program Manager for Mosquito Control. We'll take our last break and come back and wrap up today's show to learn more about mosquitoes. Stay with us. Mosquitoes can develop in as little as one bottle cap of water. That's why it's so important to tip and toss any standing water around your home at least once a week. Let's check out a home and see if you can spot all the places a mosquito could lay egg. Good job. Now let's check out the backyard. Did you spot them all? Everyone plays a role in protecting our community. Do your part to help fight the bite. We're back. I'm Heather Belden, and here's your host, Kevin Captain. Thanks, Heather. So, Miranda, with the last few minutes that we've got left, uh, tell us a little bit about the history of mosquito control or, or maybe the history of mosquitoes in Florida. Because I had once uh, heard something anecdotal that said uh, you couldn't live in Florida uh, because there were so many mosquitoes, and, and before the management of them, that this just was not an inhabitable place to live. 
Yeah, so actually um, mosquito control directly um, correlates to the development of Florida and um, the reason for our economies and tourism and residential um, neighborhoods here today because mosquitoes are managed both for public health and for nuisance. So um, there was a lot of diseases in Florida back in the day. You know, malaria was a local concern. You could get really sick here. And then also with the salt marsh mosquitoes, um, it was just in, uninhabitable to live in this area with how many mosquitoes were infesting this place. So as um, mosquito control programs were organized and developed over the state, um, people began to live here. People began to move here. Neighborhoods were developed. Economies were developed. Um, this became a tourist destination, and um, it continues today. So mosquito control is really important for public health and for the, the tourist area. It's a necessity, a need. It is. And so, you know, we've learned a lot here today. How can other people learn more about what you guys are doing? Anything coming up? Yeah, so we are um, actively <laughs> we're actively planning for National Mosquito Control Awareness Week. So we still got a little bit of time. It's coming up in June, June 18th to the 24th. And if you've heard anything about our previous Mosquito Control Weeks, we um, try to boost our education events. And we haven't published our schedule yet, but we will have Council Member Danny Robbins reading the Mosquito Control Proclamation that uh, June 19th, the Monday, at our facility, officially announcing Mosquito Control Week for Volusia County. And and then we're going to have some various educational um, events going on. And we'll usually be out and about in the community with our Fight the Bite educational trailer. So stay tuned to our social media and our website for more information on where we're going to be and what we're going to do. Uh, if you've never seen the trailer at a community event, I highly advise cool. you come catch us. We usually have live mosquitoes. Um, we have microscopes. Um, we have different educational pamphlets. And then we have some knowledgeable staff who are manning the trailer and able to answer your questions or point you to where you can get more information. It is a really cool trailer. Like you said, there's a lot of good education, and uh, and it, it's for all ages as well. All ages, yeah. I often bring my daughter to the events so that she can see the mosquitoes. We have um, this one area set up where we usually have live mosquito larvae swimming under a microscope camera, and it projects it on a big TV screen so you can see them um, live swimming around in the water. It's really cool. Now, people can also just request some of these outreach efforts at any time from you all, right? Yeah, so we have an education outreach coordinator. Um, he couldn't be here with me today, but he is out actively going to um, different environmental centers like the Marine Science Center and the Lyonia Environmental Center, and he's doing presentations for the community open to the public for all ages. Um, we've been up at the new Ormond Environmental Center up there also doing some presentations. Um, if you have a community group that you want to schedule, presentation for um, contact us you can email us or contact us on our website and uh, we'll do school presentations um, community presentations festivals we can cater it to the audience all right and so what's the best way to reach you guys the best way to reach us is um, online if you need to submit a customer service request, volusia.org slash mosquito. There's an online form. If you have a mosquito problem, submit a request on there, or you can give us a call at 386-424-2920. Or volusia.org forward slash mosquito. Yep. Right. Miranda, thank you so much for being on the show today, and I know you're going to be busy on uh, May 19th, uh, you know, throwing tires in that dumpster, so yeah. be careful. Bring your tires. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for listening to Volusia today. With that, we'll close today's show. Take care, stay safe, and help your neighbors. Have a great today. If 
you have a comment about Volusia today, or if there is a topic you would like to hear featured, please contact Volusia County Community Information at 1-866-345-0345.